Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, booted Alyssa. Happy Friday. You guys, I've graduated from my scooter and I now have a Giselle Bryant boot. It has been pointed out to me that Sutton has both a boot and a scooter. Seems counterproductive (laughs) because the boot's very heavy. You got to balance on the scooter. I don't know. The other night I was so stoned that I asked Mike which foot I was supposed to put on the scooter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wait, being stoned with a broken, like, you know, huge part of your body must be mm-hmm. bananas because being me, stoned completely as your normal self is bananas <laughs> yeah being stoned and you have to hop on one leg that's pretty hard I'll, t- I'll uh this makes me sound like a real party girl but it's more so just that like I have a very sensitive stomach I drank like two glasses of wine when my friends were over for dinner the other night before I got my boot and I, the wine didn't agree with me. And I like woke up in the middle of the night and I wasn't wasted or anything. It just like my stomach didn't like it. I had to drunk scooter to the bathroom to vomit <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> glamorous, glamorous. <laughs> and you know what? My fiance was there the whole time and making sure I didn't fall off. And he, incre- he was like, I really think you're going to be happier if you don't vomit in bed tomorrow morning. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Wow. This is so cute. I like that you could get out of any, any situation by being like, well, my fiance, um, (laughs) that's what they had to say about me vomiting with one leg. Wow. How cute. Well, uh, also as we've been talking about in great detail that I will spare the audience, Fredo has had a vomiting problem. Um, and it, and you know what? Fredo is also a bit of a limp because he got so excited the other day chasing his new toy, which is a donut. He he went to go run up the steps to catch it and instead just like body slammed the steps. And he has a little boo-boo on his back leg. So he's got a little mm. limp. And then while having the limp has also decided to just start throwing up everywhere. Um, and any dog owner knows that also they have like a weird animal instinct to go throw up somewhere. I think so that nobody could, should be bothered by it. Like, I think mm-hmm. that they're just like, Oh, I'm going to go barf over here where no one sees. And when that's say under your bed, it's not good. It's like a for effort, but like absolute effort execution. So I'm happy that you and both, you know, a couple of real housewives and then Fredo are twin flames. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that for us. <laughs> um, let us talk about more vomit. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, vom- more vomit. You win this one. <laughs> you win this one. That's fine. Um, I wanted to ask you if this, in terms of what, well, listen, we've been so excited. We've been really hyped to see, you know, part one of part four parts of this reunion. Did you feel like this was really satisfying or were you like, oh, this was just a fucking tease. It was just the tip. 
I feel like Andy Cohen deserves an Emmy. He is so good at this. I don't understand how this is any different than what Ronan Farrow is doing at this point. Also, I watched Watch What Happens Live and Amber Tamlin said something about Ronan Farrow on uh, his show. And Andy made like a sour face. And I was like, you guys, like, did something happen? Yeah, I happened to like a friend. (laughs) I'm so happy you said that. I also feel like Andy did not like a lot of her answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like I the couple I don't always watch what watch what happens live but I have often especially lately and he was not vibing with her answers there were even like awkward moments of silence and I noticed that Ronan Farrow thing I think that that mm-hmm. is interesting um I agree with you that I think he is doing a great job I appreciated that there was a speckling of Erica questions at the tippy top to scratch that itch I think that we're obviously going to see a lot of these like teaser things later. I think that there's also probably going to be some things that are not even in the teasers because there's God, just hours and hours of this. Um, But they know what the people want. Right. And they know that we want to get into this Erica thing. He even starts with being like, are you going to answer questions? And are you happy to be here? Which are the bigger ones that I wanted to hear. I think that it's a little sus that she's like, happy to be here, like happy to clear the air. I will answer what I can, but not everything. I'm like, girl. She's like, let me tell you what my media training coach told me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was sort of flying blind this season because I didn't realize I was going to be implicated in multi-million dollar fraud. But now that I've had time to pay for PR, like this is what they've advised me to say. Bong. I also, it's, uh, I read this week that all Bravo footage has been subpoenaed of Erica. And could you be, I am so jealous of whatever (laughs) like legal assistant is watching hundreds and hundreds of hours of Erica Jane. Like, absolutely. I was wondering if, so I'm rewatching from the very beginning And I'm on the season that Erica joined and I, you know, they're naked sometimes. And so, and they blur it out. And I'm wondering like, when you subpoena raw footage, do they send it blurred or do you get to see Mikey spray tanning Erica's coochie before her performance in San Diego? That's what I want to know. I know that is really fascinating. Yeah. Did you know this? It is. I'm actually really fast. I was thinking about times that uh your girl has been on tv and had things blurred out Mm -hmm. and in the instance of my character in american vandal 2 having sent uh nudes is that a spoiler it might be a spoiler sorry spoiler um that tony himself actually had to blur out the pictures before it went to production That's so funny. And he was doing it and he went, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And I was like, well, I, you like, I auditioned for this role and you cast me. And he's like, I know, but I hate, like, this is like everything against like my being. I despise it. But for that reason, I was comforted by knowing like, it's not like a bunch of people at Netflix had just like titty pics of me. When you were doing the nudes, did you wear like a pasty that was flesh colored or you just did a nude? No, I just did. So someone probably could have pitched that to you. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
it feels like Tony kind of uh, got you. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess now <laughs> Tony does have nudes, though. Um, no, I think that's, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, but also it, it it changes the blur a little bit. Here's the last sure. thing I'll say about it that is also a discussion about nudes and pasties and like being on set that is completely unrelated to Erica because her getting a spray tan is her getting a spray tan for you should just be naked. But I, I did wear um, nipple pasties for pillow talking and that was for like a modesty reason. And everybody has a different level of like what's comfortable to them and whatnot. And I, in my mind was like, oh, of course I want to have these like things on my nipples because I don't want people to see my full boob. Right. But then when it was happening, I was like, they're just seeing like a worse, they're seeing my whole boob and a worse version of it. It feels like a weird extraterrestrial Katy Perry type thing where I was like, oh, this is not it feels like a, the worst thing that could happen. And I remember standing there being like, this is actually, I just, I don't like this either. Like, I don't think either are good options. You're like, so you're not going to beautiful nipples. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> compa- If you're going to see the whole, but once you take it off and you're just looking at it with it, then it looked, it looked like a water balloon. It didn't, it just felt like a completely <laughs> <No>. different thing. <laughs> And so a water balloon without a nipple, like a magical water balloon. And that felt weird to me. So perhaps all of that is to say that is what would lead me to not go, oh, when I'm taking these, I will get those pasty things again. Um, And I guess all of that is to say, can somebody from that legal department tell us if you've seen Erica Jane's vagina? All of this free Britney stuff started when a concerned paralegal reached out to a podcast about Britney Spears Instagram. And I don't see how we're any different. I'm just saying Mm. if someone wants to reach out and Mm -hmm. talk about her vagina and tell us whether or not it's blurred, confidential source, we are reporters. We've got you. We've been to law school. We've been to law school. I've done all kinds of professional nudes. We know what we're talking about over here. Um, what was your law school? Erica's lawyers did not want her to do the show, which was, I, some people were shocked to hear that. I don't think it was a surprise. If you like have half a brain to hear that, (laughs) shocked to hear that, shocked. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it does make sense. It is so funny to go like, there's only some things I could say about this. And then to just be like lying left and right on the show is is so funny. Like you're not being careful. You're not being coy. You're not even being like logical about the stories you're telling. Um, I am not surprised that her law team told her not to do the show. I'm not surprised that she did the show seems very Erica Jane to can the show must go on you know that's mm-hmm. got to be her her motto um I did feel that there was a strategic move on her part not in again any not to help her case at all um legally but that she was piping up a lot more during other people's drama whenever anyone came for Rinna she was kind of throwing in little lines of support, like, well, what do you want her to do? Or she brought you the sauce or like these sorts of things that are um, new to me in terms of Erica's vibe on a reunion. Normally she's just shut the fuck up unless people kind of address her. And I read it as 
oh, look at look at all of us housewives having our drama and hashing it out. And I'm just one of the housewives at the table. I'm just one of the guys. And it's so obvious that she's sitting right next to Andy. They're just taking turns when they want to have the spotlight on her and when they want to give her a break and talk about something else. And she's like talking about those other things to pretend that the spotlight isn't there. That's what it felt like to me. She's like, Rena and Garcelle don't get along because partially Denise and partially an undertone of possible racism and also my <laughs> husband defrauded orphans. We're all the same. We're like, all just gab and gals. We've got our drama. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like to me. I have another theory. I have another theory that is absolutely no evidence other than me being slightly stoned watching the reunion. I think... That if Garcelle and Denise are so close that they've been in contact this whole time as friends are, Mm -hmm. um, and by this whole time, I mean, while they were shooting the show and perhaps right before they went into production, Garcelle brings up, I think that you owe Denise an apology uh, while they're shooting the finale of the show. And then when it comes up at the reunion, Garcelle is so quick to say, I'm over it. Like I'm over it, actually. I don't need to talk about it. And I have a theory that, Denise either heard from Garcelle or got wind that it came back up and Denise was like, don't bring it up. Like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't need, I don't mm-hmm. want this back on housewives. I don't want it back on the reunion. I don't want people arguing about me. Certainly not while I'm not there. I left the show because that topic is so I'm done with it. Cause that was her whole attitude. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Like mm-hmm. I'm done. And Garcelle does seem so, so fiercely loyal to her that the end, that dismissal somehow to me still didn't feel like a dismissal of Denise and no one on the stage interpreted that way either. It was still very much you're picking Denise over us who we're just not talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I oh think God, part you. of this issue that they're having is that Garcelle uh, probably knows the full story and um, between Denise and Rena, and I don't think she trusts Rena. And then I also feel like Maybe she thinks that Rinna is trying to bait her the same way that she tried to bait Denise on the show to be some more outrageous, more upset, you know, conflict-driven person. And Garcelle's just like, I'm going to watch out for her. I know I can see what the show is doing to her and what she mm-hmm. thinks her moment is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. I think you and I have talked about, like, I never, I know a lot of people online are saying that they don't like the way Rena and Dorit are speaking to Garcelle. It feels like they're trying to make her into an angry black woman, that kind of trope. Um, I think it's, I think the reason why we need more balance on this show is because if Garcelle had like a really um, fun, you know, team of girls around her who could also speak to what's going on, I think that mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier to have this conversation and make it feel like the show that we're used to watching um, mm-hmm. And it would be more even, but this just feels like Garcelle is the only person there to speak to this experience. And she's kind of having the finger pointed at her by everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell what is normal housewives fighting and what is what is racist and, and what her experience brings to the table in a way these ladies will never be able to understand. So I wish she had like two other people there to, to defend her and to speak to that experience as well. And then maybe it would feel more fair to me. Is that how you feel about that? What do you think? A thousand percent. Yeah. And it does, it gets, it does feel exactly because then you've got, 
this sort of move of, oh, well, Rinna, I heard that you said you didn't want to talk about race on the show and that that and that that's something that you're holding against me. And then it becomes like a, you know, she said, she said, she said back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating when, yeah, Garcelle doesn't have another person on on the couch with her to be like, and you know what? I did feel like that is how you felt. I think that your actions reflected this text message. Um, and it makes it it makes it a more substantial conversation. And yeah, it just, it sucks. Cause then it also just like puts a stop on the fight. Like everything just sort of ends at that point. And then it's like, where do we go from here? Because then you're just like cornering Garcelle in a way that's not super fair. And yeah. it's annoying when it's like, is it, it's like Rinna and Dorit teaming up together, which is a bad team to be against yeah. in every way. Cause like, they're ugh, like, that's just, that sucks to feel like bullied against them. I will say, I do think that there's sometimes when I felt like, I felt like Garcelle had the best one-liners of the reunion mm -hmm. without also answering a lot of questions directly. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is genius. Someone's, she's obviously got star power, obviously is in front of the camera, obviously is a star, is, has the it factor where when she's in front of the camera, she's very extremely comfortable. So she can like cut to those things that are like, I show up and it is like so fierce and amazing. But then I don't love the dancing around the, you said that Rena should be fired on watch what happens live. Or in the yeah. very least you said in a world where Denise comes back, which I personally am hoping for as Griselle, I'm personally hoping for Rena would have to be fired. And there was like five minutes spent on like, so you said Rena should be fired if Denise came back. And Garcelle's like, well, I didn't say that. And I was like, that's not, that's not as fun and sassy to me as your very quippy one-liners. Like, it's, let's get to it. It's a reunion, baby. Fucking say it's it. It's weird to me too. Like she, I feel like for the rest of the season owns what she really thinks and has no problem saying it to people's face. So I, it's strange to me that she was like parsing out what Andy said versus what she set I mean that's that was the implication there was no like mystery there yeah um, I think what's really interesting as well and kind of funny in like a very dark way is that Garcelle's like an actual movie star <laughs> and so she's mm -hmm. very comfortable with herself in that way and Dorit is only important on this show but she's been on the show longer than Garcelle so I feel like Dorit thinks that there should be a certain level of like nervousness or hmm. seeking approval that she's looking for from Garcelle and she's just never going to get that because that's just not Garcelle's experience of her own career and I think yeah. that's part of the reason why she like lost her mind and screamed at her because she's like why aren't you trying to befriend me and it's like because she doesn't fucking respect you like you're yeah. dead, you know yeah so you're just gonna that's have a to really get good over point <laughs> no I haven't thought about like what Dorit's expectations are and that does make a mm -hmm. lot of sense I could see her thinking like oh she's gonna go into this reunion a little nervous we're gonna have like a back and forth and then to not get that back and forth and be like mm, somehow I'm still losing <laughs> and I'm I've been yeah. here a little bit longer I've been around the housewives block it's like you're dealing with like a really big star here and somebody who does yeah. not feel any need to a impress you and B clearly even really be friends with you. And that's, I think mm -hmm. both of those things are like getting under her skin. Um, I loved Garcelle's makeup also while we're talking about Garcelle, I think we should address that. And I didn't love her dress and yeah, I really I didn't like Crystal's dress. Wow. 
I thought Crystal's dress was very safe. It's like wearing black to the Oscars. It's like, that, sure, yeah, it was fine. very, she looked beautiful. I want to go mm-hmm. on record. All of them, I think actually looked really stunning, but I thought what an incredibly safe, solid color, completely like traditional cut of a dress, even a muted like tone, like, eh. Crystal's hair though insanely beautiful yeah so thick wavy really really good I liked Crystal's nails (laughs) and her rings as well I liked Mm -hmm. Sutton's heels I didn't like Kyle's hair it was insane it was like fucking Xenon the sequel like dress up time so did Kyle have to like what did Kyle have to blow to get a Halloween ad in the middle of the reunion. That was so cringy, right? And then they tried I to play it off. Hated that. Like a joke, like Kathy did that. I I don't understand. It must be a Universal movie, right? Because Universal owns Bravo. Just for you guys who don't. Oh my god! Know I that. thought you meant. I thought you meant like everybody no. loves it, but you and me. Yeah, I no, was like, I know that. <laughs> I would guess that it's a Universal Studios movie. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think they would do that on a reunion unless it was owned by their parent company, which is Universal. I am so scared of horror movies, but I desperately want to see Kyle, but I cannot watch a movie where people are getting murdered in their own house. I just can't do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I thought it was um, horribly cringy. I thought it was... Also such a big... I will never argue with anyone ever again if they tell me that like Kyle Richards is a fucking favorite. I think like we're not seeing other yeah. infomercials plugged into what is being called the Super Bowl of Real Housewives. Like that's such a huge thing to clear. And it was so cheesy no. and awful. I did not like it. Also, anybody should also go, this is precious time on TV. Couldn't agree more, but nobody is watching. And I, and if I'm wrong, somebody send me a DM. Nobody is watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion and was on the fence about seeing Halloween and then saw that and is now going to go and see Halloween. That's not a person that exists. Like that did not get one more ticket sold. It's not going to happen. Um, and I also did not like her outfit. I like her facial expressions though. <laughs> she um, is an actress. Yeah, they- they sure do love to cut to her for a reaction um, because they love her. I'm yeah, dying. Really like, I'm, I'm it. They're, they're just suckling at the Kyle Richards teeth and I'm over it. It's so funny. Oh, she like, said I'm... something so stupid about the racism. Oh, conversation. she was like, and this is the um, real world. So it's oh, good. I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what she said. Maybe I want to throw her in the ocean. I hated that. I was like, you're the bitch who doesn't read the article. You are so I stupid. Know. You did not read she, a little, I cannot I understand. And just shut the fuck up. It's literally not your time to speak and to interrupt everyone who's talking, including the only black woman on stage to say, this is why it's good because this is life. Like put your sparkle tit in your mouth and shut up. I hate that. Not to bring it to a place of a cab, but she is the only person that I follow on Instagram who like follows the Los Angeles police department. So I don't know that she's like the person to be like speaking on this whole, you know, situation. Yeah, so, no, no. Um, and no it's like, just shut up. You weren't, nobody was looking at you. Like, stop. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited to see Kathy. I totally forgot she was a friend of. It's honestly insulting that they haven't made her full-time housewife. It's amazing that they did too. a replica of her backyard. So good. So excited for what's to come. 
Erica's just acting like a full fucking lunatic. She's like playing a part at this point. She's like, so do fucking I. I'm like, okay, okay Kristen Wig. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, exciting stuff. It is. It is. It's good. I think it. It definitely. Ooh, it is. There's just so much to think about every time. And. And to have in the middle of it, just sprinkled in the gift of Sutton accidentally saying excrementally instead of exponentially <laughs> was just, I could have kissed my TV screen on the mouth. I loved it so much. Um, oh, and I have to say, I don't know if I'm being trolled or if this is the ultimate troll, but I saw a clip of that exact moment online where Sutton says, my business is growing excrementally and it cuts to Erica kind of making a crinkle face as she reacts to what Sutton just said. And the caption was like, why does Erica have to be such a hater of Sutton and like putting down her business? And I can't get over that. And the top comment, the most liked comment was like, Erica's so bitter. And the second most liked comment was like, you guys know that she said excrementally in in meaning like meaning poop. And that is why Erica, she's, Erica should maybe be in jail, but she can in jail be allowed to make a gross face when she hears the word excrement. Like that's allowed. The thing about the internet that's so fun is that you can literally Google anything, but also you don't have to know anything to post on the internet. So you don't have to know anything. Everyone, (laughs) as you've put, I don't know most of the words. I don't know most of the words. But I could Google any goddamn thing I please. Do you ever wake up the next morning after after being just messed up and find like the last thing you Googled and it's so funny? <laughs> I don't think so, but I need to hear oh, an example of you. Me. <laughs> no, I'll think of an example, but they're definitely stuff where I'm just like, this is something I should know. I'll give it a Google or me like double checking what something is or what something means. I do buy um, stuff that I forget about and I'll be like, fuck, why did I buy that? <laughs> oh, I've done that once before. I also got a present. I got a present from one of our frequent listeners, Lily. And I, and it was a surprise, like gift in the mail. And I opened it and I, and she has such great taste and, and like that I, that she knows exactly what I want. It was this really cute sweater, these really cute slippers. And I went, oh my God, like I must have gotten drunk and like ordered this and, and don't remember. Like I, that's a problem. <laughs> And I was like sad for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh fuck, like what else am I ordering online while I'm like drunk? And then she finally was like, did you get anything in the mail? And I was like, thank oh. God. And I went back to <laughs> drinking my wine. Um, but yes, I agree. What a fun, fun reunion. And we also had a really, dare I say, romantic episode of Vanderpump <laughs> Rules. I regret everything I said. I take it back, edit it out. Don't ever roll the tape. Coachella is romantic. Archella is, I don't know, the height of TV engagements. I loved it. I shed a tear. Had I just been talking to you about your wedding? Yes. But then I fully, I fully thought it was so, so sweet and romantic. And I loved every minute of it. What a deep Did end. I get in a minor argument about why there weren't fireworks at my proposal? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's fine. We're working through it. I thought the fireworks were very sweet. I wonder how much fireworks actually cost. And I think that Loki, like someone should do it and then tell us. Actually, if you know how much fireworks cost, please DM us. Because we can't Google it. 
<laughs> no, I don't want to. And sometimes you Google things and it's like, oh, it's probably only this much. And then you actually go through with buying it. It's like way more expensive. You probably have to hire a fire marshal. Like there's un. Yeah, I think the insurances. And if that's the thing, are you doing, are you like getting a permit or are you, because let me tell you, I guess fireworks aren't that much because they're every other night in my goddamn neighborhood. Yeah, and it's like going one or on two at a time. Right now. Um, uh, which reveals when we're recording this right after the Dodgers one. Sorry, everyone to, uh, break the fourth wall. <laughs> it's Thursday night. Um, no, I thought it was sweet. I was also reminded of like, you know, I took in COVID like one friend's trip where everybody like got tested and just like went and did an Airbnb. And there was like a little group of us. And it was like, I remember feeling like such a contact high of like being with people and like how important that was to me that it was so emotional Mm -hmm. and to see them all get out of the bus and like, see all these big, beautiful decorations, but to be like, this is great. Like we haven't, we've all just been cooped up and we haven't been able to connect and to get to do this and to get to celebrate. It's so much more heightened and so much more real. And I, I was like taken back to that feeling and I felt so happy for them. I thought it was very cute. Um, <laughs> I also think it's sweet to see Raquel have a vulnerable moment this episode that exposes that she's a different personality than what a lot of Vanderpump have really wa- put on a pedestal of these like really, really not like without their own flaws and insecurities, but really overly confident and often confrontational and like really loud characters to to spotlight somebody like Raquel who was like I get really really uncomfortable and nervous speaking in front of people and I don't like making toasts and it makes me feel embarrassed and like I then as a partner I feel like you're embarrassed and like this is something that I'm that was such a sweet um and like weirdly relatable moment in a way that I don't think the show has provided before and it made me again eat my hat about my expectations in terms of the season because I've never wanted, I've never like celebrated Raquel in that way. And I was very into it. It it made me think that James actually really does love her as well, which is not what I would have predicted <laughs> at the beginning of this. Um, <laughs> I, it also kind of just seems like she doesn't really want to be on the show. Like she's very out of her comfort zone. Um, you know, and that's, that's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see more people shoved onto camera against their will um, because somebody was like, you're hot, be on the show. Um, I like that. I think that it's it's coming from a different, at least just coming from a different place. So it spices it up. Um, I know exactly what you're going to say. What are you going to say? You know, who does not appear to love each other is Uh Tom and Katie. Why? Why? have said such they say like 10 unforgivable things to each other every episode to the point where like if Mike said two of them I would have broken up with him like the idea that your boyfriend would tell you you had a Karen haircut I guess maybe you could think that was a bad joke but it's clearly not you're playing Mary fuck kill and your boyfriend's like or sorry your husband is like you could kill (laughs) Katie I guess that would hurt my feelings so much so bad. if Tony if- volunteered me and went, don't worry, no prep, like you don't, if we all know what you want to say. And I, as her keeper will give you permission, fucking metaphorically kill my wife, take my wife and kill her. It's so awful. And it is other than baby talk. What does this couple give each other? If I see another necklace that says Bubba, I am going to 
throw myself in the ocean. She's like criticizing him for being laxy daisy. Like they're having a serious fight and she's like, <laughs> yeah. you're being laxy daisy, Bubba. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't like it. Talking? Here's the other thing. I, I like when, like what we were just doing with Raquel, there are moments in these shows that are really fun to be like, oh, this is an exciting woman to see on TV. This is like a, a different perspective I don't normally see. I fucking love this girl. Or on the other end of the spectrum, I love to hate this girl because of what she is intentionally bringing to the show. There's so many things that Lala is doing that I love to hate. And I just know that Lala is giving me permission to do that because there's these intentional hot buttons that she's pushing. I feel like I hate Katie and I don't like hating her. I don't love to hate Katie. I don't think it's intentional. I think that it's shitty. I think the show and her husband and herself are like putting her down in a weird angle that like makes me feel gross about how much I dislike her. And I don't like taking either of the Tom sides when they're against her, but I just do because of what the argument is. And like <laughs> the Yoko Ono thing was such a, <laughs> such a debacle that was again, unforgivable. It was such a little crystallized moment of like, oh, you're too far gone. Like what is going on here? I think, okay, it's so complicated because I think she is getting a bad rap because she is trying to force Schwartz to say, how he truly feels, which I get the sense that they talk about in private, but he's too much of a pussy to, to say it most of the time to like Sandoval. And so I feel bad that she feels like she's being Oko Yonoed, but <laughs> I also look at her and I'm like, you chose this person and you clearly, she's smart enough to see everything that we see that's annoying, but she's still fucking married to him. So it's like mm. after a certain point, you just stop feeling bad for her. And you're like, why the fuck are you still doing this? And at the same time, I don't see her seeking out something for herself that is separate from her husband that mm -hmm. she can work at or feel passionate about or whatever. She had her beauty blog that amounted to nothing. Sorry, it didn't. <laughs> like Lala has a fucking line of makeup. I don't see you selling any makeup on Instagram. Um, podcast I feel like is not enough everybody has a podcast you have to have a podcast and a book or like a <laughs> podcast and a lip gloss something uh t-shirts yeah. whatever the fuck a cocktail book mm -hmm. um so I just don't know why she's so it's it's already this toxic dynamic like if I really really hated Mike's writing partner I wouldn't try to then work with them, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't be like, yeah. and also I want to be a third writing partner. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good, it's just also like not a good, I don't think that reality TV is supposed to be aspirational or should be blamed for being bad role models, but I will talk out of two sides of my mouth and say, it's also just like not a good look or not a good example to be like, well, I don't like my husband. I don't like his business. I don't like his business partner, but I am going to, I am going to get a job there for sure. Yeah. Like what do you like, <laughs> don't do that then. Like, like stand up. Like if you, if those are your stance, like keep stand your ground. And I, I don't think that there is to play devil's advocate, I do think that she should have space to say, this is my opinion about the name. This is my opinion about the vibe. I'm the demographic yeah. of who would go to the bar. 
I, it's my husband, it's his business. It's our money. This is just my take on it. Here's my, like, she shouldn't be shut up, but the role that she's asking for in this seems, it it doesn't make sense to me. And the show making it, it's one of its biggest plots. It's going to just like absolutely bulldoze her and make all of us be like, Katie sucks. And I'll be the first one there. I'll be the first one with the biggest sparkly sign saying Katie sucks. And I don't love that about myself, but that's just, she's the way just that had it is. so many missteps like fashion wise. I will say <laughs> she is the only person who called out that like having a fake police officer come to the house is like fucked up. So I will say mm. that's a point in her favor. She does seem like a no- more normal, reasonable person who's in an extremely unhappy relationship. And there's just so many things where it's like, if you're not going to help yourself, I can't root for you. Like, that's how I feel. And don't they cut feel- your hair like that. You have to know your hair looks bad. You have to. You're on television. <laughs> I feel that it's also not, we're not seeing an example of what we've seen in, in a couple of different shows where it's a marriage that goes sour or a relationship that goes sour. Their, their status quo is like no good. Like they're, yeah. I think they're, where they're at on an, any given day is like bad. Um, Mm -hmm. I wonder, I wonder with a group like this, where they have such a unique shared experience of being on such a unique show, which is a very meta thing to say about sir, um, that they kind of have to couple up because like, there is this like bonding that comes from this experience. And you see like a James and Raquel where you're like, you know what, if you guys didn't have the show, I absolutely like, but you have this show and that's a big thing. And like, obviously Jackson, Brittany and Tom and Katie feel like the, the, like that, the epitome of that sort of giving up, we only have a choice of four or five people. Do you just want to go buy a house together? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't hate you, but they kind of do. I don't know. It's, it's bonkers. I am half also eating my hat about the baby drama. Mm -hmm. I was concerned. We all were concerned. Oh, it's just going to be about babies and therefore it's going to be boring. Um, and then we forgot that Sheena could make anything entertaining, I suppose. But I, the reason I say half is because again, I never forget that these babies that they're holding are going to be human beings. They're going to be totally fine. They're going to be fucking, here's the thing. If you have horrendous parents, then you end up either being horrendous like them, or you end up so funny and your mom is Sheena Shea. And then you start getting staffing jobs over me the second you turn 18. And then mm-hmm. I'm just going to be in a room with like fucking summer Shay or fucking you're gonna work for summer Shay. ocean kent like, ocean oh, spray fucking <laughs> summer Shay sold a pilot about her fucking being an infant on vanderpump rules and she's <laughs> trying to staff like people who are fans of the show and you know lena dunham's running it and she's although <laughs> don't you want to hear sheena shay baby's life story at the end of the day <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of drama there no i do and you know what i thought the drama would be about like well i'm nursing and lala's not which is like that's been done i don't need to hear that what the drama is about is like you know sheena taking a swipe at other people's relationships so that when she knows people are going to come for her man and point out that he fucking abandoned his kids in another country she's like well we're all it's the same thing as erica it's like well we're all fucked up I yeah. guess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what did she it say is... she said something about lala like having a price yeah like- she said she was like i would never for no amount of money 
have a baby with somebody who didn't want to be 50, 50 parent with me, but obviously Lala has a price in the same episode where she's obviously paying a literal price to have her partner, not be 50, 50. She's paying her mom to watch her baby while her baby daddy slash fiance, I don't know, um, goes and practices pickleball at 5am. And I didn't make up any of those things. Um, It's, it's also like he, the way he spoke to her. Okay. So we, Mike has, um, some close friends in Pennsylvania who have a baby together. And we were talking about like the worst, the worst arguments we've ever been in and like what level you get to essentially. And they were joking around and she was like, well, when you have a baby, you can say I'm taking the baby in an argument, Oh my god! (laughs) you know, like they're fine, but like, you can say that. And so I like, if someone, if my fucking whatever he is I husband but he's not said to me well what do you want me to do I don't have nipples I can't breastfeed I would be like I'm taking the baby like, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> like don't speak to me it. like that I'm literally giving our child life from my body like do not fucking tell me that you can't breastfeed that's yeah. the most fucked up thing you could say to me Yeah. It's also, I, he really made me cringe when he was like, well, you're mad at everything. And then you just take it out on me. And I was like, no, she just articulated being mad at you for something that you did. Don't say Mm -hmm. you're mad at everything and taking it. No, you're, she said, I'm mad at you because you left this morning without taking care of the baby. That's you're totally deflecting. And dare I say gaslighting? Um, it is an interesting, I think what's exciting about this baby thing is that there's like such a plethora of new dynamics and new conversations and new topics, including this, like, I'm, I'm paying my mom to help me because she is helping me more than I think a mom should just step Mm -hmm. in and help, which I, I was like, yeah, preach. I get that. I was like, she's making her mom travel with her. You Mm -hmm. can't like, and you're all adults. Like that's not, that is, you know, every family can decide what's right for them. And I think it was like, interesting. She was like, my mom is uncomfortable with me paying for her, but I demand it. And that is what Sheena needs to do to feel the most comfortable with what she feels best in terms of raising her baby and having a healthy relationship with her mom. And then to watch her to have done all that work to make that decision as like a woman and a mom, and then have her baby daddy go, Oh, so your mom's an employee. Now she's our employee and she'll follow the rules and clock in and clock out. It's like <laughs> what? Like she had to go like, I, how are you not participating with all of the information that Sheena just explained in six seconds on her fucking talking head? Like you cannot talk to the grandmother of your child. Like she's an employee. She's not They're having, they're adding an element to the transaction that makes it more fair and more human. And like, you're being such an asshole. Yeah. That's a crazy, horrible thing to say. Like, but bonkers, just bonkers. Also, he's like, Mm, like strong fat (laughs) his body is so weird (laughs) and you guys know you know I only go after bodies when like people abandon their children that's when it's (laughs) that's when it's that's Alyssa's type baby (laughs) seeking seeking man who here's what's fascinating too there is seems to be not a lot of um and this is also the same for Erica Jane should Erica and Sheena get drinks there is not a lot of um, planning about what they're going to say on this topic on Brock and Sheena's part. And it seems like something you should do. You have a public platform like this. You have a completely 
let's say untraditional, unconventional family dynamic or a tree or perhaps legal problems or custody issues or all of these things, this whole Pandora's box that you know is fair game for conversation on the show and you're going to bring up on the third or fourth episode. It doesn't seem like they've had a real discussion about what to say about it and it only makes Sheena look more in the dark and more naive and it's not a good look. Here's the thing. I think that Brock probably isn't willing to have a conversation about it because he probably doesn't think he did anything wrong. I think that there probably is no good answer because he does. It doesn't seem great, to be honest with you. <laughs> like saying yeah. like, oh, and then my ex's, you know, new husband fulfilled the role of father for my children. That's insane. Um, and I also think maybe Sheena just believes whatever fucked up bullshit he's telling her. I have known men who don't have their children in their lives. And I've always wondered like what kind of person would be with somebody who clearly doesn't speak to their children. Like that is a huge red flag to me, but for a lot of women, they just want a baby or whatever. I don't know. So I think whatever compartmentalizing Sheena is doing to have a baby with this guy, especially like without getting married to him, which you don't have to get married, but I'm sure Sheena wants to get married. Yeah. Uh, is Sheena. the same type of compartmentalizing that leads to you not having a game plan when you go on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Ding, 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 ding. Oh man. <sighs> Crazy. Shall we touch? Shall we quickly touch on Potomac? Oh my gosh. These guys. <laughs> Like Candace, what is that relationship? She's sitting on his lap. She's screaming Ugh. at him. Ugh. He's like, you need to calm down. He's like her babysitter. It's crazy. I, and she, they both are like, okay. And like into that dynamic in a public way. And she screams, she throws salad. Her husband walks in the room and she goes, I'm about to get cussed out. I'm going to go get yelled at and like has a little pouty mouth. Like mm -hmm. I'm a little baby that's in trouble. And it's like, ew, that's gross. How do you go from like trying to get punched in a face by a woman who's three feet taller than you to like crying in a corner with your husband sitting on his lap when mind you, they are on an acre of land surrounded by several beautiful options of patio furniture. And you're going to sit on your husband's knee while he scolds you. Like you said, and had hoped he would like, it's this weird infantilizing mm -hmm. of like her whole and which is in its of itself, like belittles your whole argument, right? Like you're saying it's such a big deal that you have to scream about this. You have to throw things. You're unwilling to apologize. It's that big of a deal to you and to your convictions, but you'll also go sit on your like husband's lap and like pout. Like if I was that riled up and I was like throwing salad at you and Tony tried to come and calm me down, I wouldn't be like, okay, just let me sit on your lap. Like I would be like, no, don't fucking touch me. I'm yeah. throwing salad at Alyssa. She said the second thing, like I am, this is not, so you can't do both. You can't do both. And to your case from last week, it makes her so much more punchable. If I was any of the other women, I would look out the window and see her sitting on Chris's lap and I'd be like, hold me back. I'm going to go punch her. I'm going to yeah. punch her. Also, if we were throwing salad at each other, do you think that the boys would just keep playing pool in the other room? Or do you think they would be and be like, 
clearly they're being like, oh, we're so tired of being married to these crazy bitches. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think they would come be like, what's happening in here? <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Mike would be the better mediator. And I do think Mike would clean up the lettuce. <laughs> Mike would absolutely clean up the lettuce. I can tell you exactly what he would say because he's been in semi-heated situations with me like that. And he'll he goes, well, we don't have to do this. <laughs> we don't have to do this. And I'm like, we do have to fucking do this. And then and then no, this is also this is a big gripe I have with him. It's sometimes it's like at basketball, sometimes it's like family events, you never know. Um he, I will get in spaces where like, we're going somewhere where there's someone I don't like, or there's a conflict or whatever. Let's say there's a girl on the other basketball team that I like previously had an argument with whatever. And I'll be like, I'm going to fucking do this and that to her. And he'll say, you know, you always say that, but you never go for it. I'm like, yeah, cause that's cause you don't support me. If I had a support <laughs> system, if you didn't come in and say like, we don't need to do this, then I would do it. You know what I mean? So that's my whole stance on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> he's too he can't win he's too good of a diffuser <laughs> and he's not enough of a hype man it's a whole thing i would be like do not clean up that fucking salad you leave that broom alone don't touch that broom you leave the lettuce on the ground it is it is too much and they do a lot of like celebrating the husbands of potomac like they're always like a fun game on watch what happens live it's like aren't they the most fun cast and like <laughs> All they do is get drunk and be like, whatever happens with the girls, we're tight. And like, okay, I'm over that. I don't need that. And I certainly don't need any more footage of uh, G. Yeah. Don't need it. Cut it. (laughs) We've seen it. I don't need it. It makes me uncomfortable. The wagging tongue. It's their whole dynamic is that's my, I've now reached my reality TV threshold. Oh. I've done it. I've true. I've I'm Truman and I just hit the wall and it's G the it's like me going <laughs> that you will tolerate on 90 day fiance compared oh, yeah. to G just like lately doing a tongue alphabet is mm-hmm. crazy to me. <laughs> it's it's and maybe it's because of my expectations. Like I go into 90 day expecting just like human emotional train wreck car crash, mm-hmm. like absolute, like it's just me rubbernecking at a crash is what that whole show watching experience is. So yeah, my tolerance is insane on TLC <laughs> and it is different when I'm like <laughs> having fun, like I'm watching all the husbands and then I'm like, oh my God, this is <laughs> This is just too much for me in this moment. It bumps. It bumps. He's in it. He honest, mm. put him on 90 day fiance. <laughs> okay. Great idea. <laughs> we solved it. We resolved the whole situation. Can I oh tell you God. quickly something that is happening on 90 day fiance? That's yes. uh, great. So I'm watching 90 day fiance the other way. And there is a couple, Alina and then her partner who is a Mormon guy who is very awkward and kind of goofy and he's like just kind of wants to fool like but he flies to she's russian he's from the united states because of covid and the closed borders they decide to move in together in turkey and they're Mm -hmm. going to live in turkey for the 30 for the 30 days before they can get married they only have a month there and the whole time he's been telling her that he wants her to get to be converted into uh, the church of Latter-day Saints. And she's mm-hmm. a little reluctant because people in Russia think it's a cult, mm-hmm. but she loves him. So she's going to do it. 
he says, it's so important to me that you do this. I think, um, and you have to be a virgin in order to get married in the church. When we move to Turkey together to get married, I think we should stay in two different Airbnbs. And she's like, well, I'm moving to a new country to be with you. I don't know anybody and I don't know the language. I think we should stay in the same Airbnb and I don't know, be adults and just not have sex. And he's like, I don't know. It's going to be really difficult, Alina. And he's so gross. And uh, the whole time it's like, why just, you should stay together and not have sex. Like just grow up. They decide to stay together. And he says, I got to be honest with you. Uh, the reason I didn't want to stay with you is because I, I have not, I have not been faithful to the church of Latter-day Saints. And I actually am not a virgin. I am not a virgin. And here's what the best part about it is. This is why I wanted to tell the whole story. They're also not allowed to drink. And she says that morning, you know, it would be fun. We live around the corner from like a wine tasting place. Let's go have a wine tasting and we'll just spit the wine in the wine bucket. And he goes, okay. But as long as we spit the wine in the wine bucket and she's like, okay. And they start the wine tasting and they're both like slushing it in their mouths and then like spitting it out. This conversation happens. He confesses. He's not a virgin. She goes, how many girls have you hooked up with? And he takes maybe 45 seconds to say over a hundred. No. And she picks up the glass of wine and drinks it and swallows it. It's so good. <laughs> and he just goes, oh, did you swallow that? And she's like steaming. It is. And he's so gross. Alyssa, I don't have a better word for it. And I immediately went on Reddit and people are just like absolutely crucifying him. He's the absolute worst. Um, and it, but just, I, I was watching it going, drink the wine, drink the wine, swallow the wine, swallow the wine. And she did. And it was great. Over a hundred. That's over a hundred. And he's like a scrawny little Mormon teenager. I don't know how, when you hear these stories, you're like, who, who? And you're in Turkey during COVID. Uh, uh -huh. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's something like I said, not train wrecks. Well, this is not the end all be all. You don't know how, you can find love somewhere else probably, or you won't. And it'll be better than that. Honestly, it's fine. <laughs> Settle for less. I, whatever, whatever you feel for this man, you could probably get there with another person. And even if you don't, at least you won't get a, probably an STD. Ugh. Over after also, he, was he like, has you, kids i'm sure you have to be a virgin in order for me to there's marry no you. way you fucked 100 women with protection every single time and not one of them no i think too, he started he, the way he said hooked up i was like i bet he's like kissed 100 women i also bet he's kissed like 18 women i don't think he's dated and i think in his mind he's like it's probably near the hundreds it's probably oh three digits God. it's too much on that note i will leave you to think about that for the rest of your lovely weekend Wow. 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 And you don't like, a just like a simple tongue movement from G freaks you out. <laughs> a simple tongue movement. Shut the fuck up, Alyssa. He was air humping with his tongue out and his eyes closed on several different occasions. And the sun was up. The sun was up. He was in a hallway. He wasn't even like in a room. He's like, this man is wild and I don't and I mean put him fly him to Turkey get the footage but I just can't do it on Real Housewives okay I'm on G's side everyone have a great weekend <laughs>